Welcome back, Magic Seekers. Hello. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to our show, even though Olive just yanked my mic away, because we are <laughs> sitting in a different spot today, and it feels so cozy. It does feel really cozy. I love this idea that you came up with. We're sitting on my couch, and it just feels like like a conversation. Like we're now. really hanging out. Yeah. And when we were doing it before, we were in you and Harold's office. Yeah. And it was like sitting at a desk. We were on like rolly chairs. Yeah. Um, and now we're just like cozied up on the couch together. It's so cozy. It's so nice. Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you for tuning in. We're doing uh, current obsessions and would you rather's. We have to get those questions. Yes, we do. I just <laughs> now that we have a new setup, we're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. The questions are in the other room. It's in the other room. Okay. Okay. That's fine. Maybe we'll send Harold to go get it. Oh, that's a good idea. Um, how's your off my earrings just in case anybody can hear me. <laughs> Getting ready. I forgot to do that before the episode started. Getting cozy. No bra. <laughs> earrings are off. <laughs> that's a good day. As besties do. Yes. Um... How's your heart feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. Let me know. What's yeah. going on? What's the hot goss in your heart? <laughs> the hot goss in my heart? <laughs> I don't know. I feel pretty good lately. Good. Yeah. Like, I feel like there were some weeks there where I was not feeling so hot. Mm-hmm. And I definitely still have my moments. But I don't know. Things just feel different right now i can't put my finger on it and i'm trying to not overthink it mm-hmm. like why talk myself out of joy True. you know um but things just feel like they're kind of falling into place which is wild saying that because i feel like i had one of the shittiest weeks at work but yet mm-hmm. everything outside of work is awesome i don't know like i get to spend time with my family this last weekend or i should say one side of my family we hadn't seen them since we hadn't all been together since the end of the summer barbecue in September. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because it was like, well, who had COVID one month? Who had COVID the next month? Who was in the mm-hmm. hospital? Like, it was just like one thing after another. Yeah. And so we finally all got to get together to celebrate Christmas um, in February. <laughs> and uh, one of my cousins couldn't come because he was working. But it was just nice to have everybody together. Yeah. And like those hugs just felt so genuine because we would really missed being around each other. Yeah. And I feel like I'm kind of on that high and I don't know. I don't know. The answer to the question is my heart feels really good. And then I start to think like, why? And then how can (laughs) I get more of it? And then I'm like, don't question it. Just enjoy it. Yeah, Um, exactly. And I also feel like I said this to you the last time I was over. Creatively, I'm like almost scaring myself because like it's like too much right now. Oh my God. I feel like my brain is on overdrive and there's so many things that i want to do that i'm like oh my god i want to do that 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 and i feel like myself again where i have like the energy and the desire to want to do it all yeah um and then i'm trying to like okay one thing at a time (laughs) don't jump into 10 different projects at once but also maybe do um yeah and i was talking to jill on the phone yesterday and um I feel like I started talking and I was going a mile a minute. I was like, I don't want to do this and I want to do this and I want to go here and I want to. <laughs> oh my God. So I don't know. It just, it all just feels good right now, which is yeah. so great because it felt like shit for a bit there. Yeah. Um, 
and who knows life is a fucking roller coaster and maybe i'll feel like shit again but yeah or i'm sure i will but right now i'm kind of just like riding this high and i'm like okay yeah let me just do all of the things that is like making my heart excited right now yeah why the fuck not hell yeah so yeah feels pretty good i'm so glad you're you're in a better headspace than you've been yeah yeah and i think and i know you all understand this sometimes it takes you coming out of it to realize like just how deep you were in it Mm-hmm. Like I remember saying this about being unemployed Where I was like holy shit I didn't realize how depressed I was When I was unemployed mm-hmm. Until I started working again And I came out of it Yeah, And I think that like Experiencing This Huge heartbreak That is not even like remotely healed But like going Experiencing that and having it be so fresh And so raw like it just hit me so hard. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's going to take time for me to process that. But I'm at the point where I'm like, okay, yeah, let's work on this. Like, yeah, let's create some art and do some things that make you excited because that's like how I like to fucking deal with things, you know? Yeah. Um, And so then now looking back, I'm like, oh, it was rough there for a minute. <laughs> you yeah. know, like when you get to the other side of it and you can like really see it, it's like, holy crap, like. That was a scary space for my head to be in. Yeah. So it's pretty nice coming out of it. And like so many things just feel, oh, maybe it is just a great week, but like so many other things just feel like a little bit more peaceful. Like I feel like I've had some like really good conversations lately with family members and I'm like, okay, this feels good. Like it feels a little heavy, but it feels good. And I don't know, feeling hopeful, which is a really lovely yeah, it's like a really nice feeling to have after coming out of a shitstorm. <laughs> yeah. That's what it feels like sometimes Definitely. with emotions for all of us. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't complain. I'm so glad. Thanks. How's your heart feeling? My heart's feeling good. Um, yeah, it's feeling good. I don't, I can't like pinpoint really anything. Um, I'm still, like, trying to make content creation, like, my full-time job, so I've been posting a lot more. Yeah. Especially on TikTok, because we all know that TikTok is kind of the new Instagram. It's, like, where it's at right now. Yeah. It's the party all the cool kids are at. Yeah. So, I've been trying to, like, put out content every single day, but then, like, I get into these modes where Mm. i'm like oh my god i have so many ideas like i can post like three videos a day Mm. and then three days later i'm like burnt out Mm. and then i'm like i have no ideas in my head whatsoever (laughs) you're like an idea what's an idea (laughs) no thoughts at all (laughs) so i'm trying really hard not to do that like i'm Mm. i'm like doing everything in my power to like stay motivated and creative and like you know like waking up not going on my phone but if i do go on my phone i'll go to pinterest because Mm. that's like the least social media social media yes i completely agree so and it could like kickstart some inspiration for the day Mm -hmm. you know what i mean um um so yeah everything's feeling good um i'm still like i literally feel like an infant Mm -hmm. um did I say this on the podcast? Maybe I did, but I just feel like I, I'm like getting my steps. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like finding my bearings, like in this new like position, like content creation. Yeah. 
um, and not small business owner mm-hmm. um, where I have to like ship things and design things and whatever. So it's like a new hat that I'm wearing that I need to like figure out how this works, what structure yeah. I can bring in to make it work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like a little baby infant content creator right now, just yeah. because I I literally have no idea what I'm doing, yet I probably have a better idea mm-hmm. than like just any old person off the street who wants to be a content creator. Yeah. Um, and I and I have to use that to my advantage, yeah. and it's it's more challenging than you think. Mm. Um, but I'm riding this wave, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. I yeah, I'm just like I don't have another job right now, so it's like yeah. all I think about. Yeah. Um. So something's gonna come out of this right (laughs) absolutely absolutely what do you feel so many words ran through my brain right there that nothing came out and then my little back brain was like you're not saying anything um okay what do you feel helps you helps make you the most creative that's still not the right wording what i'm trying to say is like what brings creativity out in you like, is it time to yourself? Is it is it scrolling through Pinterest? Is it like going out and doing things? Like, like we like we think of Caitlin, right? Who is mm-hmm. one of our closest friends from Austin. Like, she started this amazing business on her own, and she is the biggest int- extrovert that we have ever met in our entire lives. Yeah. So, like, like I think of it. I've said this many times to you. I said it to her face. Like, I think of an extrovert, and Caitlin's face is right there. Yes. Like she genuinely gets more energized being around other people. Yeah. And that's like the perfect example. Like she already knows that's what she has to do. Like, yeah. what do you feel helps bring your creativity to the surface? That's a really good question. I think, I think, um, time to myself because I am an introvert. Mm-hmm. Um. And just like, I don't know, scrolling through Pinterest is a big one too. But also, I know I'm an introvert and I love staying at home, but like getting out of my little home bubble. Mm. And it's so hard sometimes because I'm so comfortable here. Yeah. And, you know, as a, a anxious introvert, I have to worry about leaving my house and like getting a panic attack. Yeah. Just because, like, my introvertedness is so strong. Mm -hmm. But, like, when I do leave the house and I, like, 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 tomorrow, we're going Mm -hmm. to Montclair and we're going to take some content photos. Mm -hmm. Like, that, I think, will inspire me. Yeah. Just being out with you, taking pictures, Mm -hmm. just no real plan but -hmm. just like spending a day in another little town yeah and seeing where it goes seeing where it goes yeah you know and i don't do that a lot because it makes me uncomfortable Mm -hmm. but like i know (laughs) that (laughs) it would be good for me yeah you know so yeah, it's, it's a little mix of everything. Yeah, it's funny because like you were saying, you're like, you've already done this before. So you yeah. know what to do better than most people that are doing this. Yeah. 
And at the same time, it's odd because you're like, oh, the thing that will help me <clears throat> whenever I'm in a creative rut is being creative. Yeah. And so it's this really weird thing. And it's funny because like for me to relate, I love to read. Everybody who's in my life knows this. But I will get in a reading rut. But the only thing to get me out of a reading rut is reading. Yeah. And like then I start like so if I if I take like a week off of reading and then I'm like, oh, I could just I could just binge watch something on TV. Like, yeah. you know, because I love stories in all of its forms. I'll do that for like two weeks where I don't pick up a single book, but yet I'm like, oh, I finished this show. I watched this season. I watched this. And yeah. then the second I start reading, I'm like, oh my God, there's so many stories I want to read. Like, yeah. and then I'm like speed reading because I'm trying to like absorb them all because it's like when you're in it, you remember how much you love it and how much you enjoy it. Yeah. And then like your brain's just going a mile a minute. And that's you with being creative where you're yeah. like, once you're in the environment, you're like, now I have so many ideas I didn't have this morning. Yeah, exactly. That's probably what's going to happen tomorrow. That's exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and just like literally, I'll feel so uninspired and, and not creative. And then I know what I have to do. Just fucking do anything. Mm. Do anything creative. Take a fucking picture of your freaking breakfast. Yeah. And that will somehow inspire you. Yeah. Like literally anything. And it, I get so comfortable just like being like, oh, I don't know what to post. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to take a picture of. I don't know what to share about my life. Bitch, post anything about your life. Mm -hmm. People want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. People follow you because they want to know about your life. Mm -hmm. And I get so self-conscious about like, I don't want to share too much. I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to post... I don't want to be one of those people who like have 50 stories on their Instagram story right now. And, mm -hmm. but I'm like, people follow content creators because of that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because they know that there's always something to look at when they go for them. Yeah. Like I, there's a few TikTokers that like, when I go on TikTok, I, even though I follow them, like I search for them first because I know there's always going to be something that's there and it's yeah. always going to be something I enjoy. Yeah. So I'll like look at their stuff first and then I'm like, all right, now I can scroll on TikTok. Exactly. And it's the exact same thing. Yep. Yeah. So what you're saying is <laughs> what we need is a little bit more adventure. Yeah. To like go out and do things and that way we'll just get your creativity flowing more. Yeah. <laughs> done, done. <laughs> <laughs> we could do that <laughs> we're gonna do it tomorrow yeah 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 i think i think you're you're definitely hitting a nerve with a lot of people in probably their own experiences even if it doesn't look the exact same way mm -hmm. because you're like well, I know what I know, but it, like what if other people think it's too much? What if people think I'm too much? You know, and like what if they think that like I'm posting too much or mm -hmm. I'm being too vocal or like whatever. And it's it's wild because I think we all experience that at different points in our lives and with different things. Like maybe it's not with content creating, but like everyone's experienced that. So it's like everyone can relate to that. Everyone can relate to like, should I do this? Or like are people going to like roll their eyes and be like, oh, this bitch again? Exactly. Um, I so I took this little like content created creation course online mm. um it's by this girl kinsey i'm obsessed with her her instagram is she blonde 
No. Oh, yeah. Kinsey Madsen. Mm. Um, and she's like an all-knowing guru of like social media. Mm-hmm. And so I took like a little like hour-long class with her. And she, like the way that she looks as so, at social media mm. as like this magical tool to use mm-hmm. is incredible. And mm-hmm. like she like shows up on social media and it's like a different persona. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what she says in her course. As a content creator, as a small business owner with a social media presence, like you need to think you're the shit. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you start believing that you are the shit and everything you post, people want to see, (laughs) it's going to change your life. Yeah. So I'm like trying to embody that as hard as I can, even though that's so uncomfortable. Maybe we need to do for you what Beyonce did and it's create an alter ego. That's exactly what Beyonce has Sasha Fierce. (laughs) Like even she has something she has to tap into yeah. to be her most Beyonce self. Yeah. So maybe that's what we need to do. We need to come up with an alter <laughs> ego and call her out and be like, it's time to go to work. Let's go. Well, now I'm talking into this microphone and everybody's going to call me out on it. <laughs> everybody's going to know now. <laughs> yeah, but they'll be like in on the know, you know? Yeah. So they're like, there's our alter ego. <laughs> she showed up to work today. <laughs> they'll be like they're friends with her too it's perfect yeah that's true (laughs) yeah that's it yeah i think uh i think that that's something that uh like you're saying will get easier the more and more you do it i think so too and maybe tomorrow is just though you know yeah the first step it's just us hanging out cute outfits we're gonna take some pictures I'm gonna I'm gonna buy myself flowers when we're in Montclair, and I'm gonna take fucking pictures with the flowers, and I'm gonna get myself a chai latte, and I'm gonna ask you to take a picture of me holding my chai latte and my flowers, and then we're gonna go to a bookstore and a record store Mm -hmm. and another bakery, and I'm gonna buy a baguette and ask you to take a picture. (laughs) I will happily take a picture of you and your baguette, okay, and your chai tea and your flowers. Yes. Uh, Done. Uh, yeah. We're going to do it. It'll, It'll be, fine. be fun. You guys will see the pictures before you know it. Yes. Oh, man. Okay. Are we ready? Here's your time to shine, girl. Here's my time to shine. I have been wanting to talk about gut health <laughs> for like three months now. I know. Um, it's probably one of the least glamorous topics ever, but that's okay because that's I learned okay. a lot. So the reason why I found out any of this information is because, you know, when you're going to, when you're at the grocery store and you see like people, okay, magazine, but then there's always like that magazine that's like $15 and you're like, who the fuck would buy that? Spoiler alert. It's Christine. me. They're out there for me. <laughs> I just bought another one the other day. That'll be like another topic episode. Oh my God. Um, But I am, I'm fascinated <laughs> This is going to sound so bad, but I'm going to be completely honest. (laughs) I am fascinated with learning just enough about things. Like, I don't need to become a a dietitian. I don't need to become someone who has a PhD 
in gut health but Mm -hmm. i can read this like 30 page magazine Mm -hmm. and feel like i have a better understanding of it and it's like just enough information that keeps me curious makes me excited to learn something new but then isn't incredibly overwhelming and it feels uh digestible (laughs) to keep it within the whole theme yeah so anyway i picked up this um it's literally called the complete guide to gut health. There's going to be some parts that I like just completely read from the magazine because they do such a really good job of explaining things. But my overall thought is I feel like if I would have known some of this information when I was younger, it would have made me look at, and maybe not completely, but it could have changed how I looked at food and my body and like what my body can actually do for me. Okay. Um, Because I think sometimes we don't even think about, and maybe that's because I just have the privilege of being in an able body, but like our body is constantly working for us and is constantly doing so much for us Mm -hmm. that like, I don't even think about it. I just get up and live my day and do, 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 do. And I don't think about the fact that my small intestine is 20 feet long. That's disgusting. And she busy. She working. Okay. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I'm obsessed with this already. (laughs) Well, okay. This little side tidbit, but apparently it takes anywhere from 24 to 36 hours for our body to digest food. 24 to 36 hours. That means that our body is working for 24 to 36 hours to just process food. Like not breathing, not pumping blood, like none of that. It's just in food. And so like it's just constantly going. It's constantly working. And it just kind of blows my mind. And again, maybe this is common sense. I don't know. Maybe any of this stuff will be common sense to people. But I thought it was really fucking fascinating. I um, am excited. Okay. So I'm going to just straight Olive. up. If you hear if you hear any licking, guys, it's not me. It's not Sarah. It's Olive it's licking Olive. us because she's being snuggly on the couch. Okay. Olive. So. This is literally what it says. It says, digestion may seem pretty straightforward. Food goes in, makes its way through what is essentially a long hollow tube. And within a day or so, it goes out. That's poop, by the way. Spoiler alert. That's poop, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> the system is designed to break down the steak or avocado on your fork into nutrients that your body can use. Again, never fully was taught that food is energy. Mm-hmm. You know? And so being able to look at it like that kind of changes things. Um, So basically this whole point is like our body is constantly picking up information based on the food that we're feeding it. And sometimes when we're not feeding it the things that gets processed easily within our body, then the communication between our gut and our brain gets all fucked up. So one of the biggest things that they talk about is inflammation. And so literally, I'm going to just read this sentence. It says, inflammation is a term we're hearing more and more these days. It's used to bring to mind the swelling that would occur if you sprained an ankle, broke your arm, or had a tooth infection. But now it's considered a culprit in heart disease, obesity, some cancers, and even autoimmune diseases, not to mention seemingly benign health issues such as eczema, fatigue, weight gain or loss, and joint pain. It says acute inflammation is the body's short-term response to injury. In the case of that swollen ankle, it's your immune system going to bat for you, initiating healing. Something similar happens in the digestive tract. So thinking of inflammation, I always thought of inflammation as like, like they say, oh, I sprained my ankle and so it got swollen. I never thought of inflammation internally and like how that could affect my body. And apparently your interns, your interns, no, <laughs> your internal <laughs> digestive system can become inflamed 
due to a few different things, but like it can be external factors like stress, you know, um, poor sleep, uh, not taking time to actually rest, like, which is a big thing. I know you're always like advocating where it's like, no, you need to rest. Mm -hmm. And so that definitely affects your body. But if you are eating things that are incredibly high, high processed, is that highly processed? Thank you. Highly processed. It will inflame your, your system. And you, at least for me, I'm like, okay, so a big deal. I get heartburn, but it's not just heartburn. Literally the whole point, or I'm sorry, not the whole point, but the main like signs of gut inflammation is osteopyrosis. Sure. (laughs) Osteoporosis, diabetes, eczema, anxiety, fatigue or sleep problems, brain fog, headaches, depression, mood swings, joint pain, muscle pain, psoriasis, metabolic syndrome. Holy shit, so everything. Sugar cravings, allergies, cardiovascular disease, and acne. Everything. And so it's it's absolutely wild. It says there are trillions of cells inside the gut, bacteria, viruses, fungi, potentially parasites, a bunch of different Ooh. types of bugs. I know it's a little gross. Ooh. They all have different functions and all of them can turn into a problem if they become too dominant. It's a delicate balance. <gasps> it says if there's an imbalance, it becomes easier for the bad bugs to get a foothold. Antibiotics, infections, food sensitivities, bacteria and food, a poor diet, even trauma and stress can all alter your system. What? It's, I mean, it's just one of those things that you, okay, trigger warning for diet talk, right? Mm -hmm. Because I want to make sure people know. But I just feel as though what we have been told so many times is there are good foods and there are bad foods. Mm -hmm. And the bad foods make you gain weight and the good foods make you lose weight. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've been taught as a society. Mm -hmm. Instead of being taught hey, the good foods are just really good for your body. Um, They actually help your internal organs run better. You feel better. I feel like the bad foods are always like, oh, well, you're just going to feel tired and bloated, you know? But at the same time, the bad foods are literally like messing with your internal organs. Like I remember reading um, a few months ago before I ever picked this up where they said, I can never say it right, cruciferous vegetables, which is basically broccoli, kale, spinach, like hearty greens. Okay. If you incorporate hearty greens like that in your diet regularly, then you reduce your risk of getting cancer by 25%. Holy shit. 25%? If I fucking ate some broccoli? (laughs) Like what? And yet nobody ever told me that. Yet I had been told plenty of times that broccoli is really great. Why? Because it cleans out your system. So you're going to poop um, and it just will fill you up. So it was always like more of a, I don't want to say vanity, but like it was more that as opposed to, hey, just so you know, like there's so many good vitamins in broccoli that are so good for your system. And you definitely should eat more of that because it can also prevent diseases down the down the road. And it can make you emotionally happier. Yes. That was the other thing where I'm sitting there and I look at so many of the people that I love struggle with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's like the easiest example. So many other people that I love struggle with depression. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though the conversation of diet and food and what you eat, like not being on the diet, but just like what you eat and what you're putting in your body isn't necessarily had when it's attached to those topics. And I don't think it should be the only thing that's attached to that topic, but having it as part of the conversation 
is really, really important. Or I should say I'm learning is important. Yeah. Because I know most of the people that I know who have struggled with anxiety have learned, oh, I can't drink. Like, that's not something that I can do. You know, like I've had that conversation with so many people. They're like, oh, if I drink a lot, like it doesn't work with my anxiety. I'm super anxious the next day. Yeah. But also Me. like super processed foods, you yeah. know, and saying that is also like just an incredibly privileged statement because typically non-processed foods are more expensive True. and they're not always easily accessible. And that's like something else that I'm learning more and more about. But I think looking at it is if you can, then try to give yourself a little bit more of that type of love Mm -hmm. because it could really be affecting so many more things than you realize. Yeah. Um, And everyone's been bloated and being bloated sucks and is uncomfortable. And that's obviously a form of inflammation. But if you're also constantly feeding yourself processed foods, you're putting yourself in line to so many scary medical conditions that could at some point become irreversible. Mm -hmm. And again, this could be absolutely common sense for so many people, but it's just not how I was taught. And to be completely honest, like, I can't just point the finger at my parents and be like, you didn't teach me. They didn't know either. Like, cause no. when I was reading this and I was saying things to them, like joint pain is a big one. Like my mom has really bad. I mean, I don't, Rosie, I don't know if she got like actually diagnosed with arthritis, but like, I just know it's like, she has horrible joint pain and she always struggles with that. And then, so we started having a conversation about this and typically food has always been a tough topic because it's usually attached to weight loss. Mm -hmm. But then when we started talking about like processed foods in general and how that could affect joint pain, the conversation totally changes because it's like, oh yes, I'm feeding my body nutrients. I'm not focusing on good and bad foods. I'm focusing on this could actually really help me feel better. Mm -hmm. Um, And so looking at it like that is absolutely wild. And one of the things that they continue to say in this entire with this like entire topic and in this magazine is eating more plant-based and it's not even necessarily like going vegan but it's basically just incorporating more plants within your diet Mm -hmm. and um there is like this whole little section here where it says like cardiovascular disease metabolic syndrome cognitive decline cancers a lot of these health issues are linked with inflammation so if we can address that it's a big deal it says that like um hold on you can't go wrong eating more plant foods in general the things that they improve are gut function brain benefits cardiovascular health cancer prevention and enhanced longevity Um, Wow. It says experts simply recommend eating a variety of plant-based foods, including brightly colored fruits and vegetables, legumes, and grains. Again, some of it is common sense for people. For someone like me, who's had a very specific way of looking at food, Mm -hmm. um, looking at it as feeding myself really delicious vegetables and fruits and less processed things is physically taking care of my body yeah i was always taught that's the best way to lose weight and so changing the way i look at it which is like these things are good for you they have (coughs) sorry they have specific vitamins that help your body they have you know cancer fighting um 
aspects to them, like things like that, where I'm like, oh my God, how come we're not talking more about that? How come we're not talking about the fact that there are foods out there that are made to be absolutely delicious, but that will wreck your body when you eat them? Mm -hmm. Like I remember, and we may have already talked about this on the podcast, but like I remember the night that we ordered Chinese food. And like we were in like a sodium coma after yeah. that. We were exhausted. We were cranky. I had a headache. And it's like, oh, that's right. Because we were fucking dehydrated. <laughs> and like we're water bitches. We're always drinking water. Yeah. But like one meal had, was delicious. And I'm never giving up Chinese food. So like that's not going to happen. <laughs> but like to then counterbalance it with like realizing my point being is that like we ate Chinese food. 15, 20 years ago, Christine, Christine not feeling well would have been like, this was a bad food. I shouldn't have eaten this. Yeah. Christine now with better understanding of how the body works and how the gut works, it goes, oh, that's just a meal that's high in sodium. Just drink a lot of water. Yep. Like offset it so that way your body doesn't feel dehydrated anymore. Rehydrate it with water. Like, so it's it's taking less, um, or I'm sorry, it's making it less of a good versus bad. Yeah, and more just like, um, hey, you can really show your body some love. It's already doing so much for you. Literally like, changing the narrative. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's, it's like the perfect way to word it because I think that that's why I thought that this was so important is, again, I'm sitting here and I'm reading that like processed bread, processed pasta, processed sugars, like all of these things are affecting people's eczema, are affecting people's mm-hmm. anxiety, mm-hmm. like all of these things. And- it's not that you should feel sh- like shitty or shameful that you are eating these things. It's also just like knowing that that's part of what's happening to your body. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not saying cut it all out. If you can, great. If it'll make I hope it'll make you feel better. Probably will. And we us two will probably not cut out like oh, no, Doritos oh, or Doritos. cheese puffs. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but like just like incorporating more of those really good yeah nutritious foods yes will balance it out mm-hmm. and make your body feel less shitty I absolutely like when i started reading this the amount of fresh and frozen because sometimes that's just cheaper but like the amount of vegetables and fruits that i have started to consume ever since i read this like it's unbelievable. It's so funny because I pack my lunches for work, like, because I don't like spending money on buying lunch. Um, but, like, I, like, pack all my lunches for work. Now I have gotten so specific, and now it's become normal to me, where it's, like, because I, I like to eat, and it's actually healthier for me if I eat snacks all throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, I'm not someone who's just, like, oh, I have breakfast, then I have lunch, and then I have dinner. Mm-hmm. Um But it's, like, now I'm at the point where I'm enjoying that, like, every breakfast there's some sort of vegetable. Or a fruit, because tomatoes technically are fruit, and I fucking love tomatoes. Um, <laughs> but then, like, in the morning, I'm like, ooh, what fresh vegetable can I have? And at lunch, it's, like, something that has a ton of veggies. And then I'm like, ooh, I want something sweet in the afternoon. Like, I'm, like, having strawberries, like, up the fucking wazoo lately. Yeah. And so it's just wild because now I'm looking at it. I used to look at, quote, unquote, eating healthy as, like, something I needed to do because there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And now I'm looking at it like, oh, I'm eating these foods that are just so good for your body that happen to be delicious and I'm enjoying it. And it feels like I'm taking care of myself. And there's something that feels really fucking cool about it. That's amazing. Yeah, I kind of love it. So basically what I'm trying to tell everybody is if you can, please try to feed yourself something fresh. 
Mm-hmm. And if you can only start with once a day, mm-hmm. then that's fine. If you can start with once every other day or everyone, like, do you know what I mean? It's just try to relook. I'm sorry, change how you look at what's going in your body and looking at it more as a, hey, if I don't take care of what I'm putting in my body, it could be affecting me on in ways I never even realized. Um, and if you could take out any little nugget from everything I just said, it's please do not forget that there is an organ that is 20 feet long inside your body right now. <laughs> because I don't think I will ever, ever, ever forget that. Like, literally, that I will is be wild. 68 years old. And I will be in the nursing home and I will be going up to every person there. I mean, like, did you know that your small <laughs> intestine is 20 feet long? Because, oh, and then like the large intestine, hold on, I have it right here. The large intestine is five feet long. How tall are you? You're like six foot. How tall are you? Five, nine. Five, nine. Okay. That means that there is an intestine inside my body that is almost as long as you. Not only that, but there is another intestine that is like three of you chilling in there as well holy shit you a tall bitch there's like four of you inside me right now oh that sounds oddly weird and <laughs> sexual <laughs> <Hey-o>. Hello. <laughs> but it, it's just wild to think that like you know that's there's so much going on in there at once and they're working all the time so why not we just like try to do whatever we can to keep it running as smoothly as we can amazing I love it. I love that. So that is my current obsession, which is all forms of gut health. I am like taking prebiotics every single day. No, I'm taking probiotics every single day. So the way that I've been telling myself prebiotic versus probiotic is that like probiotic is, this is so not the scientific way of looking at it, (laughs) but a probiotic is a vitamin that I'm taking every single day. Okay. um, Which helps with your gut health. Prebiotic, I look at it as more like um, kimchi, fermented foods, or Uh, like mm -hmm. really good yogurt that isn't like, I don't know, super sugary, peach flavored. I don't want to throw any brands down the tube, down the toilet, down the, under the bus. (laughs) I don't want to throw any, any names out there. But yes, exactly. I don't want to be, I'm not talking yogurt that's like colored green, but yeah. like, you know, just some like really good stuff. So it's like, I, in the way I look at it, and I'm sure there is some sort of uh, actual medical professional, if they're listening, is like, you're fucking getting it all wrong. But the way I'm looking <laughs> at it is like, prebiotic is more like whatever I'm putting into my body okay, and taking every single... Um, I don't know, tip and trick that I've now learned that way. And then probiotic is like the thing I'm taking every single morning with my other vitamins. Um, but I'm loving it. And I mean, TMI, my body's nice and regular. It's feeling really good. That's awesome. But then what's so funny is that like then when I eat something that is incredibly processed, high in sodium, high in sugar, still fucking delicious. So like that's <laughs> not going to stop. Afterwards, I'm like, uh, yeah, I feel that. Like now I know really? like what feels good right and what doesn't wow um so it's super interesting and it's a big reason why i cut back on my coffee intake too and it's funny because i do love tea but i just really love the sugary creaminess of coffee Mm -hmm. and my default was like oh i can easily have three cups a day easily four if i want like a treat after dinner like yeah and so 
I mean, first of all, it's just like a lot of caffeine in general for mm-hmm. anybody. But then I'm also putting cream and sugar in it. So that's like process, process right there. And when I started looking into this, I or I'm sorry, just reading more into this, I was just like, OK, well, what are some alternatives to that? Because I'm never going to give up coffee. It's yeah. never going to happen. I love it too much. I enjoy it. It's delicious. And especially the way that I make it with sugar and cream is delicious. Yeah. So I don't want to just suddenly stop being me and stop enjoying all the things that I enjoy. But then I went, okay, well, let's try something different. And so that's when I started drinking Earl Grey tea as well. Although lately I found one that's a Lady Grey and it's just like a little softer. I love Lady Grey. Oh, yeah. that's delicious. It has like a hint of orange in it. It's amazing. Yes. I yes. am a big tea person. I feel like I'm a little bit of an on an orange kick lately, not just eating it, but you had gotten me this really great orange tea. I think it's more like tangerine mm-hmm. that I'm obsessed with. And I usually drink in the afternoons while I'm at work. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also, I don't know, using a shampoo that smells like tangerines. And so it's just a little bit everywhere right now. Wow. I fucking love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, even for me, swapping out two at times three cups that I would normally have of coffee for tea has completely changed the game for me and like my stomach feels really good like meaning like my digestive system feels really good um so it's been kind of fun to play around with what seems to be working what feels really good what's natural what's way too much work that i'm like no that's too much work i'm not gonna fucking do it yeah because i'm still human right um and i'm still me but it's been really yeah it's just been really fun to just like learn more about this yeah um and i think that again common sense is like we all need really good sleep we all need to rest we all need to move our bodies in whatever way feels comfortable for us and reading a little bit of the science behind it that to me is interesting and it's almost like understanding the why makes it easier for my brain to be absorbed because i've been told like you should just do this yeah and i'm like why explain to me please (laughs) And then I'm reading this. I'm like, ah, now I get it. (laughs) Yes, I should be getting eight hours of sleep every night, you know, because my body needs time to rest and recharge and digest fucking food. (laughs) So I don't know. It's just been super interesting and really fun to like read about because I just feel like I've never had it explained to me in this way. Yeah. So basically, the next time you look at the magazine rack and you see one that's like $15 and you think what fucking idiot would spend that kind of money on a freaking magazine? (laughs) I hope you say to yourself christine would and maybe she'll talk about it on the podcast (laughs) so i don't have to buy it (laughs) exactly or message us tell me about it i'll probably go pick it up i love magazines i love magazines so much and i will share with you a small amount of knowledge on this topic without either one of us having to become professionals (laughs) we'll know enough to be able to have random conversation at a bar one day we're like did you know that your small intestine is 20 feet long (laughs) Because that's what gets everybody going. So (laughs) bodies are so magical. They are. And it's unbelievable when you understand a little bit better how they like function. Yeah. And what they need to function. I know I need to put gasoline in my car for it to run. (laughs) How come I wasn't taught in a very specific way that your body needs this to function at its highest ability? I wasn't taught that. I was taught... Mm -hmm. Avoid this and stick to this if you want to look a specific way. Yeah. And I'm like, ain't nobody give a fuck what my car looks like. They want to know if I can get from point A to point B. Hell yeah. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. Not this one. (laughs) So that's my current obsession, guys. 
amazing thank you that was so well done thank you very much okay i'm excited i have no idea what your obsession is yeah so i didn't tell christine because if i told her we would just like start talking about it (laughs) so i if you follow me on instagram you a few weeks ago i posted that i really want to start reading more I, mm-hmm. And yeah. so, so many people recommended books, but a lot of people recommended me. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> a court of, thorn- of thorns and roses. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to talk about the book, mm-hmm. but guys, I just finished the first book and I think it was the first book that I finished since I read Gossip Girl in eighth grade. Gossip Girl is is fucking amazing because I also read those books and that shit was fucking fire. Okay, so yes. So it's been a while since I finished a book, Mm -hmm. and I finished a book. You've tried. I have tried. You've you've given it a few shots here and there. Yeah, yeah. But I want to talk about fantasy novels. (laughs) (laughs) When I tell you I'm obsessed, I like. It's okay. I I have so many questions. I didn't know like what I like to read. Yes. I'm really into horror. I'm really Mm -hmm. into true crime. Mm -hmm. So I I gave those a good go. Yeah, you tried. And like nothing really piqued my interest. I was like, why? I love listening to like true crime stuff. I love watching horror stuff. I... Like, what? what is it? And I like reading about romance, but, like, I can never... I I, I couldn't find the right thing. Mm. Enter Akatar. Mm-hmm. Which, for this, anybody knows, is, like, the... It's every initial of the words of that title. Yes. So that's why. Because I know for some people, they're like, I've heard of this book, but what does this have to do with it? And it's like, yeah. oh, it's just the letters of every word. A Court yeah. of Thorns and Roses. Mm-hmm. Akatar. Um, so it is a fantasy novel with mm-hmm. a twist of romance. It's a big boy, too. There are five books mm-hmm. in the series. I just started the second one. And I just want to talk about fantasy novels mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. Because, like, this world, these worlds mm-hmm. that people create mm-hmm. out of their minds... And have so many characters and so many just magic. They, they, uh, I can't even, mm-hmm. I can't even describe it. They have their own, they make their own like. Uh, like species and genders. Species, genders, maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone who's an avid reader who is listening right now is like, girl what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) but i I am so new to this that it's like literally blowing my mind that someone can just write Mm -hmm. about this stuff and create a an entirely new world to distract you from your really shitty world yes yes so i i have no facts that i want to that i want to bring up Mm -hmm. or whatever but i just want to talk about like what what has been some of your favorite fantasy novels because y- we know you like to read my brain just went into a rolodex 
It was like, I don't think that's the right sound for a Rolodex, but that's what I heard in my head. Okay. I have so many. The one that I just read that actually the, well, I just re, I just read, it was a lot. I just read Midnight Sun, which technically Twilight, it, it is for anyone who doesn't know the first book of the Twilight series from Edward's perspective. Okay. Um, Twilight is technically fantasy. It's vampires. Yeah. I just read that. uh, And that was fun. And and it was good to like kind of go down memory lane. But it did. uh, And I remember saying this to you. It was wild because it is like compared to what's out now. It is drayish. Trash, <laughs> like it just is, and I'm always going to love that series because that was one of the first series that I ever read that was fantasy. Yeah, and so it opened up my whole world to like you're in love with a different fucking species. Yeah, um, and now we have Ice Planet Barbarians that's out, which I don't know if anybody knows this, but it's like a 12 book long series where it's a female human woman who's abducted by blue aliens, where they are capable of changing the size of their penises. <laughs> For your pleasure. So it's like you've got Twilight who it's like we can't have sex until we get married. And then now we have Ice Planet Barbarians. So like we're on a wide range. We've come a very long way. Um, So Midnight Zone was the last fantasy. But what I read right before that, which was just like chef's kiss perfection, was from Blood and Ash. That whole series, there's three that's out. I'm sorry, there's four that's out. The fourth one that came out is a prequel. And then the fourth one of the current series comes out next month. And this is this is the question I want. I have so many questions I want to ask you. Okay. But the question I want to ask, because this is what I experience whenever I read fantasy, is you are reading about the most ridiculous things in the world mm-hmm. so far from what your regular life looks like. Right. But there is something about these characters that is still human. Yeah. Do you feel like you can still relate to the characters, even though they are living lives so different from yours. Like, can you, while you're reading, are you like, I could totally see why she would do that? Or like, yes, yes, yes I can. Oh, I'm so mad at him right now. Like, do you find yourself still connecting with the characters, even though they're living a completely different life of like swords and dragons? Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Um, because the people who are writing about, like creating their story are human. Yes. Sorry. I know I just yelled into the microphone. <laughs> much more peacefully so uh, i can and i can also just get fully lost in whatever drama they're going through and Mm. and not even have to relate yeah like i i caught myself like when i was reading akatar like like not even having one thought Mm. but just like oh wow like this is what this character is going through and i can fully just let my mind go on vacation for a second Mm -hmm. and not have a single thought about my life and just get wrapped up into this world absolutely it is the healthiest form of escapism yes like you don't have to think about your own life for me i will be honest there are a lot of times when i am avoiding my own life i jump into a book and then something in that book reflects shit in my own life and i'm like (laughs) fuck you i was trying to avoid this topic but reading it 
through a different set of eyes either gives me more questions, brings me peace, makes me feel understood. Like I remember, I will never forget when I read Midnight, I'm sorry, Midnight Sun is it? New Moon. When I read New Moon, which is the second book in the Twilight series, and (laughs) if Lauren is listening right now, she'll know um, because her and I were like obsessed with Twilight at the time. I had just gone through a really bad heartbreak Mm -hmm. and I read New Moon and spoiler alert, the books have been out for like 15 fucking years. So it is what it is. And I'm sure everybody's already seen the movies. (laughs) In New Moon, Bella is dealing with Edward breaking up with her and Uh leaving her. And I remember reading New Moon while I was going through that and thinking, this is exactly how I feel. And I've never felt like anyone understood that. But this random ass Mormon mom who lived in like fucking Arizona somehow understood. And so it was like I was able to like take myself out of the storyline like you were just saying and be like the author wrote this. Yeah. Like they understand what this feeling is. And if they didn't, they wouldn't be able to explain it so beautifully. And there was something really special about that. Yeah. And even when I read from Blood and Ash, like. I truly think that a part of me being in a good place right now is because that book found or that series found me during this heartbreak. Wow. Where as I was reading it, there were certain things that were coming up within the story, which is so far from my life because, I mean, literally dragons and kingdoms. Um, (laughs) And yet the things that the main character was asking herself and was asking the male the male counterpart in the storyline i was like oh my god holy shit you just hit the nail on the head like i was trying to avoid this but now i'm sitting yeah. here having to put the book down because it's making me think about my own life and it's helping me process it so it's interesting because both of those things can exist within books like exactly you can have people that go oh my god when i read that i don't even i like forget to eat i like i don't even think about anything but what i'm reading and then you have other people who are like oh my god when i'm reading it fully reflects back whatever i'm struggling with at that moment yeah which is all fucking amazing because no matter what it came from someone's imagination it's wild like you were saying earlier someone literally had to or didn't have to, but because they did such a good job, you were able to picture a world you have physically never seen before. Yes. And see it clearly. Okay, so I just found out that Sarah J. Mass wrote the first book when she was 22. Oh my God, that's wild. She has so many books out, by the way. She has so many books. I've heard they're all amazing, so if anybody's looking for a recommendation, I've it heard they're all great. It is freaking... Uh, Harold's reading it in the next room right now because I finished it and and i was like harold please read this it is so fantastical Mm -hmm. and sexy so like please read it i want i need to talk to somebody about it and of course it's the one freaking book you haven't read yet (laughs) it's so funny because i had said to you so okay this series is a series that people have been talking about for a very long time so i always knew if i read this series it was going to be a moment and yeah. I know knowing myself, like when I read I read the Fump from Blood and Ash, like I read the last two books in a matter of like four days. Those books are like six hundred over six hundred pages each. Like oh my I God. devoured those books. And that's how I am. Like once I start one, I'm like, if it's good, I will stay up till three AM reading and mm-hmm. then I will sleep for four hours and wake up again and do it the next day and be exhausted by the time I'm done. But also like I ran a marathon, I'm out of breath and I'm like, Yes, oh my god, that was amazing. Holy crap. Yeah. So knowing what everyone has said about these books, I have been waiting until I had a window of time. And I had 
already thought that this year for my birthday I would go away for a long weekend by myself and just take those books. No, and girl, like I'm gonna need it, it sooner. I know it's I'm funny gonna need because it I was like, when you told me, like I knew you were reading it, but then like when you got to the point that you bought the second one, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to wait till October to fucking read no. these books because she's gonna want to talk about them now. I, you are going to fucking love it. I don't even. I, I don't even know. I honestly don't even know like what what kinds of books that you find the most in like amazing but uh, I just know that you're gonna love this I it's interesting I would say if I had to pick a genre that I loved the most I would pick fantasy yeah because there is always in my opinion a lot of heart to these characters Oh, yeah. That I can still fully relate to. Like, uh, from Blood and Ash, Poppy was the main character. And, like, after reading that book, I'm like, oh, I'm getting a tattoo of a poppy flower. Done. Like, that's it. Oh, my it. God. Because- I freaking look up, looked up Feyre's <laughs> tattoos. <laughs> Have you been looking at fan fiction? Because that's, like, a whole other world where you're, like, all of a sudden you're, like, I need more of the story. This yeah. wasn't enough. I need more of it. And then you're out there fucking searching on Tumblr. Yeah. Like, trying to find, like, art that readers have created and stuff. And I know I've seen so many spoilers by now because I can't stop, like, looking up, like, mm-hmm. fan art. And I only read the first book so far, but I'm... D- I'm- I'm going to forget about it. Anyway. As you were reading, I know you want to avoid spoilers, and I genuinely greatly appreciate that. But as you were reading, did you start to guess where the storyline was going? Because I always love when something hasn't been expressed in the book yet, but I'm always like, oh, they're going to fuck. Like, I'm like, you can like see it kind of coming or you're like, yes. oh, my God, they're totally going to get portrayed by this person. So I knew like the basically the three main characters. Mm-hmm. And the third main character wasn't introduced until later on. Okay. Um, and I didn't know how it was going to get from point A to point B. Mm. But you knew that's where you were headed? Yes. Yeah. But the the way that it got there was surprising. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> and like, I I did not see that coming i hope that you have that reaction with every single book i hope i do too when i I read probably these authors are i mean authors nowadays are on a completely different level the amount of creativity that you have to have to create these stories that are so beautifully detailed that you can actually picture this Mm -hmm. but then you have multiple books in a series so they're all gorgeously intertwined there's so much amazing character development which character development is one of my favorite things to read in a story which is like real fucking life because i love we've said this before we've talked about this i love figuring out how someone has become the person that they are and when you're reading the series that's what you get to do you're on a journey with this character and you're seeing them grow and change as you're reading it and you're like oh my god you from the first book would have never done this but because you experienced all these things that's how you've gotten to this point yeah um and so like these authors that are creating these stories are on a it's just on a completely different level i totally lost my train of thought but (laughs) what i also want to ask is this book or this series is known to have quite a bit of spice yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, spicy, spicy, spice TikTok, which is all or spice talk is what they're calling it. Um, what that means is there's like 
graphic sex scenes. Mm-hmm. Graphic, I feel like, always has a negative connotation, like when you think of a graphic sex sex scene, because we typically see that in film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that almost makes you want to turn your eyes away. Mm-hmm. But these books is not that at all. It makes you want to try them. Um, and <laughs> as you're reading hey. it, you're like, hello, I want to do this one day. Um, or you're reading it and you're the, like, fuck yes. <laughs> the, the spicier scenes that were in Akatar were so like, okay, Sarah J. Mask could be the shittiest writer in mm-hmm. the world, but I would still think, like, holy shit, this woman can write. Yes, I know exactly because what you mean. I, I literally have nothing to compare it to, so I don't know if she's a good writer, mm-hmm. but she was a, an incredible writer mm-hmm. in my eyes. And the way that she described, like, the spicier scenes, mm-hmm. it was so elegant yep. that it was like, damn that was beautiful <laughs> it's know? A, ooh, sorry it's like a moment it's a moment yeah absolutely and, and it adds to the story instead of being like where the fuck did that come from oh yeah yeah oh my gosh yeah spicy spicy books are all the rage right now i love it there's so many different tropes that people talk about like a, tro- a really good common trope is enemies to lovers they were enemies in the beginning and then they become lovers uh friends to lovers they were friends mm-hmm. at first you want them to get together eventually they do get together um and there there's so many different kinds of things and so uh, one of the things that people talk about is the fade to black which basically mm. means you get no spice you get the implication of spice like you get the Boo, whole tomato exact- tomato 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 <laughs> You get the whole like they went in the room and then closed the door and no. then the next chapter is the next morning. We don't want that. And so it's hilarious because books nowadays are realizing, oh, people want to really feel like they're a part of every single moment of this story. They don't want that. And yep. so authors are picking up on that and they're like, oh, you want spicy? I'll give you spicy. Yep. But then it feels a little bit like a competition of the spice because like people have like spice meters where they're like, oh, this book was three out of five peppers. And Wait, they're like, what? oh, my God, it's all over. <laughs> it's all over book talk. It's hilarious where it's like. Lately, people aren't even giving like this book was four out of five stars. They're like, this book was a four peppers out of five pepper spice. And I'm like, damn, that's that's a lot of dick. Like, holy shit. Um, But at the same time, what I think is really cool and I'm sure is something that as you continue going on within the fantasy world, if that's something that you continue to do is it's so much more than just male and female experiences. Yeah. Like you have beautiful non-binary characters. You have just uh, just so many. Like the idea of sexuality is within our own world a spectrum, but within books you can really just take it there. Yeah. And it's really freaking cool because, and my friend Lauren texted me this the other day. She was saying she was walking through the bookstore and she's never seen such a large um, – Oh, my gosh. A large amount of diversity, basically, walking through the aisles and seeing it on these book covers. And she's like, this is fucking amazing. On the covers. Yes. And I'm totally Mm -hmm. with her because I'm sitting there. I'm like, you're absolutely right. Like reading Twilight and reading Midnight Sun again. I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is a really fucking white story. It's just simple. It's exactly what it is. And at the time, that's what was out there. And not to say that there weren't other stories that weren't the ki- that wasn't the case. I just didn't know of them. Mm-hmm. And again, you know better, you do better. And at the same time, there are significantly more authors right now that are writing for, or writing uh, characters that just look more like the people in our everyday lives. Yeah. And so that's a lot of fun. And then again, throw in the whole fantasy aspect, and that's 
in there too. I'm not huge on horror. Mm-hmm. I like suspense, mm-hmm. but I'm not huge on horror. <clears throat> um, but I do love like romance novels. Um, I do love a good mystery, but fa- I think do think fantasy is probably my absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, and again, fantasy lately with some spice. Oof, that's a whole nother ball game. So it cracks me up. You're absolutely right. I would have never. And Harold and I have said this, but like I would have never thought. Oh, what you need is some dragons to get you to read. Yeah, like that's what you'll enjoy. Some fairies. Yeah. Um, I. I think it's like a um a fairly new fascination that I have. Like my my other favorite podcast besides this one is <laughs> um two girls one ghost. You love them. I love them. Yeah. Shout out to Corinne to Corinne and Sabrina. They're amazing. But they have, they do um, like paranormal things, Mm -hmm. but they will take um, like, um, like they did a whole episode on fairies Mm. and like fae. And like, I love um, just listening and reading about something that is so out there mm-hmm. why do you think i love aliens so much so out there that like our if we saw it in real life our brains wouldn't even be able to comprehend it mm-hmm. and i think like bringing in that with a a beautiful romantic adventure mm-hmm. is chef's kiss yeah that's yeah who would have known who would have known that that's what you had to find yeah what's amazing though about the book world is that it's it's so diverse and it has something for everyone yeah so anyone who says reading's not my thing my argument to that is always you just haven't found it yet yeah because there is literally a book there's a story for everybody i and i knew i would find what i would what i would like to read eventually yeah but wow i know yeah, I think one of the other things that I really enjoy, and I think it's because it impacts me as a person, is I love any strong female lead. Oh, I just same. Do. And <coughs> sorry, I. It doesn't matter to me if they hold a weapon or they don't. Like it doesn't have to be yeah. a physically female strong lead, but any woman that I'm reading, any character that I'm reading that is a fucking badass Mm -hmm. instantly makes me feel good. Yeah. And um, it's like the simplest way to put it, but it's just true. So like when I was reading from Blood and Ash and I'm reading obviously everything from Poppy's perspective, she's the main character. Like I would die for that bitch. Like she, I mean, I obsessed with her and that happens so often when I yeah. read. I remember I read um, The Gilded Ones by Namina Forna. Oh, yeah. That's a really, really good one. And the sequel, The Merciless Ones, is coming out soon. Um, that was a little bit younger. They were more like 16, mm-hmm. um, 16, 17. And it was... Oh, girl. Okay. <laughs> so they are living in a land in which um, some people, some women, are born with gold blood. 
And Ooh. so what happens is, is when they turn 16, they have to go. And I read this like last year. So if anybody's read it and I'm not describing it well, I'm really sorry. This is just what I'm remembering mm-hmm. um, from having read it a year ago. Um, they have like a purity ceremony. So when you turn 16, you have to go to literally the center of your town and they literally slice you with a knife. And if your blood runs red, you're pure. And if your blood runs gold, then you are literally either murdered or like excommunicated from your oh city my gosh. and you're kicked out at the age of 16 and like everyone turns their back on you because you are unpure what um flash forward to our and i'm not going to give spoilers away for the book but this is essentially what the whole story is your our main character who we are following who unfortunately can't remember her name um is deemed unpure she has gold blood so she gets thrown out of her kingdom and she gets taken in by what is an army of all of the unpure, which is oh, all of these shit. women who get trained to be warriors. Because apparently when you're when you bleed gold, you cannot die. So <gasps> you are essentially immortal. So they are the perfect warriors. So now you've got this entire story where as you're reading it, especially in the beginning, and this this poor girl is just internalizing this fear of being deemed unpure by the society that she lives in yeah like you can just i just got chills you can just relate to that so much of being a young girl and thinking like if i just do one wrong thing i will be looked at badly and my place in society will be will be changed yeah and like that pressure that's on you and to have her then go on to struggle with that, struggle with what she's been taught versus what she believes, you know, become a warrior. Like, that was fucking amazing. And the, that story took so many twists and turns that, like, when I tell you that's the beginning of the story, that's the beginning of the story. Like, I remember reading it and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> oh, my God. And then when I found out that there was a sequel, like, the first one, it, it it's, it's such a beautiful, complete story. And so when I found out that there was more to the story, I was like, you're going to give me more? <laughs> Holy crap. I loved the first one so much. I was so happy with just that. Yeah. Um, and so I just, I love anything that has a strong female lead. And when I read it, I feel more like a badass. There's just no other way of yeah. writing it. And then I'm like, she could do that. I could do this. Yep. Like, we bad bitches together. Yeah. We're friends now. So I hang with the right crew. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it's just fucking fun. And it can, like work its way into your bones the flip side is also true i've read some really heavy shit that has like left me in a really bad place yeah where i'm like okay i have to remind myself like that was a book it's Mm -hmm. not my actual life if you like really put yourself in it but it's very exciting too it just gets me excited all the time like liz literally texted me last night about a book that she had just finished and she was like i've read six books this year already who am i and i'm like who are (gasps) you amazing amazing and so exciting um so it just makes me excited when anybody reads olive she's looking she's um, looking and i love that you found something that you enjoyed so much i am obsessed and i like I that it's something that's it spicy yes it's it's on my to buy list but you also know me i if it's a series i have to read the series straight through i know it's like this weird i was gonna say a weird kink but it's not it's just like a weird thing that i have to I have to like read it straight through. Like when I finished the trilogy of From Blood and Ash, and then I realized when I when I realized with a hundred pages left in that book that that story was nowhere near finished, I literally started pacing my room back and forth because I was like sweating, 
And I was home because I had COVID, so I wasn't working. And I was home, and I remember storming downstairs while my mother is in the middle of work and me screaming. I was like, this fucking and then I remember calling Nico, who was also working, and forcing him to stop his work day <laughs> so I could bitch because I thought, oh, I'll just go buy it right now. And then I realized, oh, it doesn't come out until March. And I was like, oh, fuck my you. God. So I was like, I had to wait like two months. Um, obviously, we're getting closer and closer to that date, so it's fine. But yes. I, wow. So I, I will read Akatar probably sooner than I was originally planning, yeah. if only for us to be able to talk about it. Yes. But please. it's going to happen. So. Uh, so there's my obsession. I love it. You're a reader now. I'm a reader now. I'm also excited to see what other forms of fantasy that you enjoy. Because to my knowledge, Akatar is fae-based. Yeah. So it's like, is that the world you're going to want to stick in? Or could there be other worlds? Because there's a lot of fae material. Like, not even just with Akatar. Like, there's a lot of authors that that's what they write. Yeah. Um, and again, they all create their own beautiful worlds for it. Um, or is there going to be, like, I don't know, you suddenly read about people And you're like, ah, yes. people. <laughs> I just did that, like, rock on sound, like, signal. But, like, you know, it's like. It'll be fun to see you try on like all these other types of fantasy where you're like, is that going to be for me? Or, you know, very much be like, no, that wasn't for me. You know? I know. I can't wait. And it's kind of fun to see what people are into because like Harold and I have very rarely, our likes very rarely cross over. So when it does, <laughs> it's exciting. And then like, and it's funny because like I got the book that Liz had just finished is called The Midnight Library by Matthew Haig, I think is his name. Oh, yeah, I know Harold, Harold had that. just read it. He was excited. He liked it. I got it for Christmas. I haven't read it yet. It's the one that Liz just finished. So when she told me she read that, I was like, oh my God, I heard that's amazing. Did you love it? And she was like, it was good. It wasn't my favorite. Okay. So it's just, it's just fascinating to hear like something that other people are like, holy shit, I fucking loved it. Best book ever. And then other people are like, it's all right. Eh. I just, it's so interesting how people's preferences are so different. Yeah. And it's like finding your thing that you really enjoy. It sounds like you found it. <laughs> Full of penis. <laughs> Although I did. There's a author on TikTok who I follow, and I feel bad that I can't remember her name right now, but she's put out a few books, or I'm sorry, she's in the process of putting out a few books, and all of her characters are bisexual. Hell um, yeah. And she's like, I'm bisexual, so all my characters are going to be bisexual. Represent. And then there's this story that, uh, it's called The First Sister. I I have it, and I want to read it, but then I realize that there's a sequel, and I can't start the first one unless I own the second one, so I haven't started it yet. But that is, I'm pretty sure, a non-binary like robot people who live in space something Amazing. like that but they're like part of an orchestra i don't know I, it's been a while since i read oh like what God. the like story was but i remember just being like what the what <laughs> i cannot wait to read this yes. <laughs> and i've heard it's amazing so wow. before you know it you will be reading about aliens yes having totally. sexy time i love aliens so much i can't wait okay this might be our longest episode yet. Oh, really? Yep. Do you want to do just one would you rather? Let's let's each do one. Okay. That's a good idea. All right. Pick your one. Let's see. All right. Would you rather be a genius and know everything or be amazing at every activity you tried? 
Um, say it again for anybody. Would you rather be a genius and know everything or be amazing at every activity you tried? Be amazing at every activity I tried. That's that's where I'm leaning towards as well. Yeah. Because here's here's the thing if you're a genius. Mm-hmm. You know everything. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing else to learn. Mm-hmm. And then you're just bored. Yes. I feel like being amazing at every create... I'm sorry. That wasn't the right word at all. Being amazing at every activity you try doesn't mean that you can't learn new things. Yeah, true. But if you're a genius, yes, you can learn new things. But typically, you like it says, you already know everything. Life would get probably fucking boring after that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would pick the same one. Okay. I'd rather be amazing at everything than know everything. Oh, that scares me. I don't want to know everything. No, I don't want to know everything. I barely did my taxes right. I did them the other day. And I was like, wow, it'd probably be better if I knew how to do this. <laughs> and then I was like, thank God, free plug for H&R Block. They really hooked a bitch up. And I was like, wow, they made this so easy. Barely had to think about this. <laughs> oh, my God. This is like almost the same thing. Okay. Be one of would you rather be one of the world's leading experts in a single field or mm. be the most well-rounded and versatile person in the world? Considering how early in this conversation I literally said I'd rather know a little <laughs> about a lot of things than a lot about one thing. Yeah. Most well-rounded and versatile person in the world. Yeah, I would towards. rather do that. Um yeah, I would do the same. Maybe it's because I don't have anything that I feel so passionately about that I'd want to know every single thing about it. Yeah. Because you, it, you have too many uh, interests. interests. Yeah. Because I think of people who have picked one very specific career path, like doctors who have to pick a specialty. Yeah. Like they obviously are incredibly passionate about that one specific specialty. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I have so many interests that I think if I just pigeonholed myself into one thing, I'd get bored. Yeah. I'm like, but look at this stuff. Isn't, Isn't it neat? Like, we're just going to wow, stick to old Disney fucking. We're on a yeah. Little Mermaid kick. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd also just want to be a fully well-rounded individual. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's funny because sometimes I hear these questions and I instantly think of like what the people in my life, like other people in my life would want to pick. Yeah. And I feel like I can already hear Jill being like i'd want to pick one thing and like perfect it because she like she loves that like she loves she's so fucking smart already yeah so it's just like i could totally see her being that bitch who's just like yeah i picked one thing and i became the best absolute person in that one specific field i'm trying to predict what harold's gonna say because harold loves when we do would you rather and then he's he comes in here and asks what questions (laughs) we picked and then we have to there was that one night where him and i had the exact same answers and then i'm pretty sure the next time we did it we had the exact opposite answers yeah <laughs> so we're just like <laughs> exactly we'll see what tonight is <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right okay i think that's it we'll be Bye. back soon <laughs> <laughs> okay where can everybody find us um you can find us on instagram at the magic seeker society yes you find us on Twitter at Magic Seekers. Yes. You and can you can email us. Email us. Or DM us. Yeah. Reach at out. At the Magic Seekers Society at gmail.com. Yeah. That's everything. 
Wow. That was a good episode. That was a chatty little episode. I feel like we touched a lot, but it was fun. It was. Hopefully you guys stuck in there with us. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of brain dumpage. Yes. But I had fun. I, I hope that... Okay, two takeaways that I hope everybody has from this episode. Okay. One... How long is your small intestine, people? Let's all say it together. 20 feet. (laughs) (laughs) And two, if you say you don't like reading, maybe you just haven't found the right kind. Exactly. And if you're looking for some recommendations, holla at your girl because my obsession is real. Um, And if I haven't read it myself, I can probably still give you a recommendation (laughs) because I feel like... People are like, oh, well, I'm into thriller. And I'm like, okay, well, I haven't read any thrillers lately, but these are the ones that I would want to read if I was going to the bookstore right now to buy one. Yeah. So, Christine's your girl. Fucking books. Christine's your girl and books my game. No. (laughs) Books are my game. (laughs) My game is books. We're going to figure out the right way for me to say that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're done. Uh, Okay. We're done. We're tapping out. (laughs) We love you. We love you. Bye. (laughs)